Let's start the show by talking about my sponsor, Paloma Verde, and their new website, PalomaVerdeCBD.com. Head over to PalomaVerdeCBD.com and check them out for all of your CBD needs. They've got the gummies, tinctures, the salves. So if you're needing anything to maybe chill you out, something to help you get mellowed out, something for your joint pain and stiffness, go over to PalomaVerdeCBD.com and give them a check out. Carlos and Vanessa are awesome people. They run a great company. And if you enter the promo code FACTS at checkout, you'll get 25% off your order. Plus, any order over $75, you get free shipping. So, I don't know what you're waiting for. Head over to PalomaVerdeCBD.com and check them out. Let's start the show. This episode will be completely taken out of context. Welcome to the Fact Check This Podcast. Fact check this podcast and not going to talk about anything even remotely fun today. I'm pretty sure I said that on the last episode, but you may not have believed me. So today we're going to talk about the Civil War. Yay! Everybody loves the Civil War, right? It is not a controversial topic in any way at all. Everybody is in complete and total agreement, <clears throat> and so we can just move on and, and talk about it like, you know, civilized uh, adults, maybe, or not. And, you know, the fun thing is, I don't delete anything, like, unless there's just, like, egregious typos, and I, I can't, I can't take it, <laughs> uh, because I am kind of OCD. I don't delete anything. So if I post something that somebody doesn't like and thinks is offensive, that's your fucking problem, not mine. Like, it's not my responsibility to worry about what offends somebody else. If you're offended, then block me. Don't follow me. Whatever. So I kind of ran into this on Facebook the other night, and hopefully the person who's, you know, who I had this conversation with will watch this and will comment. But I, they suggested that I should take something down because they didn't agree with it, that they thought it was uh, taken out of context, which when you looked at the entire context of what I had posted, it didn't matter. Like it, the, the full quote versus the cropped quote didn't change the context or didn't change what was being said. Now you can argue that it was taken out of context, but when the full context doesn't change the, you know, the end result, then it's not, it doesn't matter. Like that's, so, but they, this, this person suggested that I should t- take this post down and like, or you can just move on and, you know, not follow it. That's, it, that's a, we all have freedom of association. Like you can choose to not pay attention to this. Right. And then the, so his response was, oh yeah, freedom of, or uh, first amendment is such a great thing. You should, uh, maybe you should just delete my comments. I'm like, I won't delete another person's comments like there is literally one time in all of the time that i've had facebook twitter you know any social media that i have actually deleted comments and it was because the person who was making the comments was belligerently cussing out and going after other people in the comments like if you're going to act like a fucking moron then yes i'm going to remove you from the conversation but as long as people are are, you know having a conversation then cool, 
we, you know, I'm not going to delete your comment because I don't agree with what you say. I mean, that's the whole purpose of, you know, posting some of this sort of stuff is to get people having those conversations. If I remove comments, then that takes away from the whole purpose of doing it to begin with. And the conversations aren't had. So anyway, moving on. Uh, today, we're going to talk about the Civil War. And I'm going to stay away from uh, some things, like specifically, uh, I'll get in a little bit with the Robert E. Lee versus uh, Abraham Lincoln type stuff. But I kind of wanted to focus on, like, what really started the war. Because there's all this, like, it has been propped up as it was a war about slavery. And by Lincoln's own admission, I mean, it, so, so the, the quote was, uh, if I didn't free any slaves and could maintain the, you know, something to the effect of, and I'm not verbatim, if... Uh, I didn't free any slaves and could maintain the union, then I would do it. And the full quote is, if I could free all the slaves and maintain the union, then I'd do that. Or if I didn't free any slaves and it maintained the union, then I'd do that. Or if we left things exactly the way they are and it maintained the union, then I would do that. So obviously taking the, if I could maintain the union without freeing any slaves, I would do it doesn't change the con or you know doesn't change the overall purpose of what Lincoln said in that quote uh, you know basically he was saying he didn't give two shits about slavery what he cared about was maintaining the union and that's what the civil war was actually about the civil war got started because of tariffs so see at that time in the united states the north was I don't know, for all intents and purposes, it was very much in the same position that a lot of the more liberal states are now. It was spending too much money, not producing enough, and effectively going bankrupt. While the southern, more conservative states had extremely profitable agricultural businesses, they were doing a lot of it exporting, it was, that was where the money was. And so the U.S. government, being the you know, brilliant entity that it is, it started imposing tariffs on imports, which in turn to try to raise revenues, which in turn was having a negative impact on the South's ability to export because that's the way the tariff game works. You put tariffs on stuff coming in, well, the countries who are buying stuff from you start putting tariffs on your stuff. So then it makes it harder for them to export. While also, at the same time, so they're putting all these tariffs that are harming the southern states and their abilities to export. They're also adding taxes to the southern states because that's where the income is. That's where the revenue is. So they're adding these extra taxes onto everything to try to earn money or raise money to prop up and support the north that's going fucking bankrupt. So that's that's where it all started, and that's really the, like that's really the the thing that gets glossed over the most is it was about taxes, it was about tariffs, it was an economic policy 
position that created the war. And another problem that that they had that the South had in particular was because the North had these large population centers, the South had, you know, they had their House of Representatives, but they were outnumbered. And there were also more northern states because I mean, and this, you know, this isn't rocket science. If you look at a map, you can see that the way the Northeast is clustered together, it's all these little tiny states that all have a whole bunch of people. And then as you go south, it's much bigger states, more spread out. So you not only do you have a higher number in the house because of the higher density population centers in the north, but you also have more representatives in the Senate because of just strictly the, the number of states in the north as opposed to those in the south. I mean. Like I said, not rocket science. Look at a fucking map. It's, you know, very clear. So effectively, democracy was killing the South. I mean, that's that's the only way to look at it. Like the way the way it all shook out was, it, you know, it's two wolves and a sheep uh, voting on what's for dinner. The South did not actually have a voice. And because they didn't have a real voice, because they were so outnumbered in everything, both House, Senate, all of it, it didn't matter what their position was. It didn't matter what anybody voted on or said. They were going to get railroaded every time. And the federal government was going to continue to impose these tariffs. They were going to continue to raise these taxes. And they were going to continue to fuck the South over in every way that they possibly could because that's where the money was. And without that money, the union goes broke. And of course, this is, you know, pre-Federal Reserve when uh, paying your bills and not going broke was actually something that the government gave a shit about. Clearly, you know, if, if all of this happened in today's society, then the Federal Reserve would just print more money and they'd pretend that, uh, that inflation is transitory and like they, they just, they just uh, poo-poo it and the uh, CNBC would run an article about how inflation is actually a good thing because now you make more money. And we can talk about that. We can talk about that at another time too. But uh, so, so that's what, you know, this, this is, this is what's at the root of the civil war and the entire thing about the emancipation proclamation and all of that, like that, that was a, it was an important issue for the war specifically in the north because at that time there were some northern states that had that had freed all of the slaves but there were also a lot of northern states that hadn't freed any uh, i think uh, maryland may have fact checked me on this i believe if i'm not mistaken maryland actually had per capita the most slaves of any state in the union at that time like and with no intent of like changing that. So, so this whole idea of the, the civil war being about slavery, slavery was a, slavery was a selling point because the war wasn't particularly popular in the North. Like it's hard to get people to rally behind, well, yeah, we need to go tax these Southerners more. We need to keep imposing these tariffs that are, hurting their economy. I, 
the South decided to leave because we won't give them a say and we won't actually listen to anything that they do say. <laughs> that the, these are not, you know, these aren't strong talking points in trying to drum up support to win a war. So emancipation, the Emancipation Proclamation and the whole thing with slavery, this is a propagandist tool. This is something that's used to drum up support from those states that don't give a shit about the tax situation, that don't understand the economics of everything. Like, not to belittle or demean the idea of freeing slaves, but it reaches the like the lowest common denominator of brainwave for just the most base morons. That's something that they could sell as a sticking point for why we need to do this. And it worked. I mean, obviously it worked. It, it gained support. It also served a dual purpose because, see, and this is the thing, at the time that the Emancipation Proclamation was made, it didn't actually go into effect for northern states. This was exclusively for the rebelling southern states. So this was a twofold propagandist tool. It was created to drum up support in the north from people who didn't care about the tax situation or any of that stuff, but to get people on the, you know, on the humanitarian cause side and, and get support from the North, but also to create a rift in the South to try to get, because, I mean, slaves are being conscripted to fight for, for the South, for the Confederacy. So if rumors start going around that the, that the Union has declared all, all slaves free, because none of them are going to know when they hear that all of the free the slaves have been freed, they don't realize that the Union didn't actually free slaves there in Union states. They only freed the slaves in the rebelling states, which, had, you know, these states have seceded. They're not under your rule anyway, anymore anyway. But none of, like, none of that matters. It, it was all a propagandist tool to create division and to drum up support. And see, and that's the crazy, that's like the craziest thing about it, because we just had Juneteenth, and I, I'm pretty sure I talked about it, I might have done a bonus episode, I can't remember, but, so we just had like Juneteenth a, a few weeks ago, and we're coming up on August 8th, which from, from where I'm from, that's when they celebrate Emancipation Proclamation Day, and it didn't, it didn't, it didn't matter, like, like I'm from Kentucky, so Kentucky and uh, like Southwest Kentucky and Western Tennessee from Memphis up that part of the country, uh, they celebrate Emancipation Proclamation Day on August 8th, except that at that time, at, you know, at that time in history, Kentucky was considered a union-friendly state. Tennessee was a union-occupied state. They were not considered to be part of rebelling states of the Confederacy. They were in the Union camp. And the Emancipation Proclamation 
did not apply to any union state. In fact, and this is the, the craziest thing about it, in fact, the Emancipation Proclamation did not apply to northern states for something like eight to ten months after the Civil War had ended. So the South had lost, and all of the slaves had been freed for quite some time, but slaves in the North were still slaves. They didn't get freed for another eight to ten months. So, but you want to tell me that it was all about slavery? Lincoln had his tax base, and he had things that he was trying to do with the country. And in order to do those things, they needed that money. And the more they pushed, the further they pushed the southern states to the point of this is not sustainable. And once it hit the point of not sustainable, they said, fuck you, we're out. You won't listen to us. You won't take our work, you know, you won't take our advice, you won't do anything to give us concessions to help us out to make this, you know, beneficial for everybody to make this work. So fuck you, we're just out. We're not if, if you're not going to pay attention to what we're trying to tell you, we're not going to stick around. We're gone. And as soon as that happened, because the North was going broke, that was their, you know, that was their cash cow, that tax machine coming out of the South, they had to have that. So they had to go get it back. That's it. I mean, that's, that is the long and short of it. Slavery was an afterthought. Slavery was an afterthought for Lincoln. Slavery was an afterthought for everyone. It, many of the founding fathers actually were in favor of abolishing slavery at the inception of the country, but because it was at that time considered such a uh, foundational institution of kind of how the country was organized, it was one of those things that they they didn't think it was viable to do. Like there, Thomas Jefferson and several of the others, like they believed that it should be abolished, but they didn't see a path to doing it. And honestly. Like, even if you, if you look at it, if you really look at it, like, post-Civil War and in Reconstruction and all of that stuff, I, the way that they did it, it was not good. It did not set things up well. Now, like, and there's, you know, a, a major criticism to get back to kind of what got this started. A major criticism of Robert E. Lee has been that, like, he didn't support the idea of slaves, uh, of the freed slaves having the right to vote. And that's, like... You can criticize that on its face, but you have to look at the context of that, you know, getting back to that context thing. Because in this case, context does actually matter. Because if you look at the entirety of why he didn't think the slaves should be allowed to vote, it was because they had not been receiving proper education. Like, they didn't understand how any of the stuff worked. Like, he wanted an, if you're going to be a part of a voting base, you need to be an educated, knowledgeable, understanding voter base. And... Robert E. Lee very, very adamantly was a supporter and proponent of, uh, of educational systems for the freed slaves so that they could get to that point. Like that was, that was a major part of the quote where he says he doesn't think black people should, should be voting, that the freed slaves should be voting. 
was yet. He didn't think they were there yet, that they needed to have time to learn and to get to that educational level that they understood what was going on in the country and how everything worked so that they could be a knowledgeable, educated voting base and be a, you know, have meaningful contribution. And uh, you can look at that however you want. I, everybody or anybody who's listened to this show for, you know, more than a couple episodes, one of the big things that I think is that we should be much, much more, more restrictive on our voter laws. Like everything about voting should be extremely restrictive. You shouldn't just let every dumbass be allowed to vote. Like there should be an educational level. There should be an understanding and a knowledge level that you have to be able to verifiably prove that you know what the fuck is going on. Because if you don't, then you have a dumbass voting base like we have right now that doesn't know shit. Like I would, I would almost guarantee you 98% of people who voted in the last election do not know a single goddamn thing about any of the topics on any of the bills that have been passed over the last two years. None whatsoever. They don't know any laws in their own state, in their own county, anything. And, and they don't want to. They don't fucking care. So, you know, Robert Healy was right. Like, there needed to be more education for those people before they could vote. And, and all of this, I've kind of derailed here at the end. But, like, I think I pretty thoroughly wrapped it all up into a nice little, you know, a nice little concise episode here what caused the civil war and what role did slavery play in it and if i'm wrong on any of this if you disagree with me please by all means say so like let's have a discussion about it let's have a conversation let's argue about it i am willing to argue with anyone and defend my positions i mean tell me why i'm wrong i my mind can be changed but like I, I've done a decent amount of research, and and if you really want to look at it, like if you really want to dig dig deep into this stuff, uh, go to check out Ryan Dawson. It's uh, DawsonTime.com. He like d- deep dives into all things Civil War, like everything leading up to it, everything after it, all through Reconstruction, like everything. And it, it is super in depth, like way more than what I can do in a 15, 20 minute episode. Uh, I mean, he he goes hours and hours and hours and hours and it's excellent content but like do some research for yourself not just what the history books tell us because you know revisionist history is rampant in this country go check out dawsontime.com learn a little bit and come argue with me about it tell me what you think he's wrong about like provide proof show me something that that proves that the civil war was actually all about racism and not about tariffs and taxes i'm open to it at any time and if you choose not to do any of those things and you just want to listen to an episode well i'll be back next monday to talk about who knows i'll figure it out between now and then i might actually talk about uh since i did bring up maryland in this episode i might talk about maryland and their uh impressive june numbers of only unvaccinated people died of covid because we're all believing that bullshit. But in the meantime, hope you have a good rest of your week.